Hello and welcome to Carbitrage Podcast, episode 95. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hey there, that's me. How are you doing today? <clears throat> Clear my throat and now I'm doing fine. Fabulous. We are gonna be we're gonna be powering through like crazy today. Hopefully yes. to keep it as consistent as possible for our listeners. But yes. the plan is next week for us there is um, the first cars and caves. I believe that's next week. That's no, week after next. Week after next? Is that right? Yeah. I'll double check on that. Anyway, we're trying to hit episode 100 on that day. Yeah, so, so we have to kind of crank them out. If we say the wrong day on the next episode or something like that, just bear with us. We um, should just not say the day for the next yeah, six episodes. We are recording on end day, and this episode will show up for you someday. You are and... listening to this on the day located on the bottom right corner of the screen of your computer. You are currently listening to us on. Or, or upper right-hand corner if they're on a Mac. Yeah, or if you're on a phone, you can go to your Android phone, pull the screen down, and it'll say the date on the top left. Or if you have an iPhone, just wake it up. That's, yes. There you go. Um, now, uh, <laughs> did you hear that Jeff Bezos and um, Elon Musk are having beef again? Uh, no, I didn't know they ever had beef. Oh, the, yeah, it's been like a chronic thing like in the tech industry that Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, like historically, have had like a huge beef with each other. Hmm, I didn't know that. Bezos is Amazon? Yeah, Amazon okay. and and Elon Musk was who's PayPal. the Google guy? Is um, that Eric Schmidt? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But um, no, uh, and, and Elon Musk has money from PayPal originally, right? So and SpaceX now. Yeah, and SpaceX <laughs> now. And so when Jeff Bezos said he was gonna launch a bunch of satellites to give internet to the uh, uh, like uh, like the third world, yeah, Elon Musk called him a copycat. <laughs> <laughs> God, like the first world dick swinging of multi-billionaires. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Wow. I hope there's like a Ferrari Lamborghini like dispute with them where it's like, <laughs> like Jeff Bezos makes his own electric as car. As soon as one of them tries to buy the other, that will definitely happen. The Ferrari Lamborghini tractor thing. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's going to be great. Yes. You oh, made man. a face when you drank your beer. I did. So, yeah, this week I... Had Yesterday, I had to kill some time down here, so I stopped at Total Wine because I had to replenish just a couple of uh, hard drinks, and I needed some wine, and I got a Schaffenhofer Hefeweizen grapefruit. Um, it was right next to the Stiegel Radler, which I also got, and I know I like that beer. This one is way more It's a grapefruit Hefeweizen. It's, I mean, it's good. Now that I'm past the first sip, it's good. It had like a really tangy zip to it. Yeah, it's grapefruit. Sip. I know, but... It's good. It's not $4 good. Okay. Anyway, so there's that. Um, I see you have a, a Pepis. I have a Pepis. Pepis. Yes. Sounds good. Um, speaking of Musk, I, I, I'm going to hop right into stories just because this beer is kind of mediocre. Uh, yes. Remember last month uh, we talked about how happy we were that Tesla finally gave us the promised $35,000 Tesla Model 3 offering. Yeah, I was, tr <laughs> yeah. I was trying to look at look for one the, uh, earlier the, yesterday. The standard range cars, yeah. They they were on sale, and uh, just as quickly as they showed up out of the blue, they are now gone. You can no longer buy a $35,000 Tesla Model 3. And why how they've many, done that... I wonder how many <clears throat> they sold in that time frame. I'm sure we'll find that at some point. I, I don't have that data in front of me yet. But... Now, they're bringing the $35,000 entry up to $39,500 plus a $1,200 destination. However, 
However, they are giving you standard autopilot now, which was like a 3,000-something cool. dollar option. At least they're giving you something for it. Right. But, I mean, this is a company that needs to maintain that price point because their tax credit is almost gone entirely. So, I think, like, in order to be competitive... Well, you know how fast it changed. They're probably the second that tax... That tax credit is gone. They're yeah. going to do that. So they're probably just exactly. trying to get in on any profits possible. But just watching like their movement the last couple of uh, months has been just hilarious. Like they, they dropped the Model S and X prices like 20 grand. And then they bumped them back up 10 grand like two days later. Then they made a whole bunch of over-the-air upgrades and dropped the price on the Model 3. And then shortly thereafter, they took away some of those upgrades. And then they made enhanced autopilot cheap for the people that bought them in the last six months, and you then they what? took that away. It makes sense. I, I know they're, they're just honey dicking people. That's all they're no, doing. What they're doing, yeah. Well, they're <laughs> creating scarcity in the market. A and B. They're also, this is really creatively, making people not want to wait because, like, if it's like a sale, yeah, it creates a sense of urgency. True. Like, oh, this is only here right now, so I got to yeah, do it now. So they're that, that's what they're that's doing. A good they're, point. They're creating a sense of urgency. So it's if you're sitting there and you're like, kind of, you know, wishy washy, I want to get them all three, and then they're like, hey, it's thirty five dollars or thirty five thousand dollars right now. And right? especially if they give you like a date range, yeah. like when they made the autopilot cheap. Yeah, it was like this is only good for a week, and like so many people, like they found a way to justify that two thousand dollar upgrade. Yeah, exactly. And so, I'm sure that they'll probably be taking this way, then going back to thirty five thousand dollars soon. I think you're right. Once that, I think in June when the tax credit finally like halves again, they'll probably drop it again. I'm wondering, this is going to create a really interesting kind of thing for cars in like thirty years, and these are collectors. Yeah. Because you're going to have, like, oh, yeah, this is the $35,000 base model. And yeah. then, oh, I, this the is super the super rare one. <laughs> this is the really rare one that had autopilot and also ludicrous mode or whatever. Right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create some really weird combinations of yeah. stuff. And that was actually a post I saw in the local Tesla group yesterday. Like, with all these changes, how do you think the uh, assembly line's happening? And I, I, I likened it to a Taco Bell kitchen. I'm like, the Tesla Model 3 has like five hardware configurations. They can roll with the punches. Yeah. There's like three different battery packs, there's three different sets of motors, and the rest of it's software. Like yeah. it, it doesn't matter. You just change the software. It's right. Like, it's I mean, like, that's like, like does this it. have uh, sour cream in it? Does this have chicken or ground beef in it? It, it reminds me there, of the fast tooling changes that they used to do in the 50s, hmm. where every single car was completely different every year. Oh, yeah. Because they, uh, a lot of like the like GM and Ford and everybody, they had that technology left over from World War II because mm-hmm. they would be able to switch over from like one design to another for tanks. Sure. And so after World War II, once they started making cars, they started doing these yearly updates where it's like, hey, now you've got this ridiculous fin. Oh, now you've got a wing. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And now actually the entire like quarter panel is coated in stainless steel. So. But only for this one year. Yeah, for one year only. Oh, by the way, there's also fuel injection. It's gone next year. <laughs> it's going back to carbs next year. Yeah, exactly. For the next, like, three decades. So if you want fuel injection, you better get that hillborn now. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. But Yeah, that's it's an interesting take on it. It's just it's a way different thing than I am used to seeing in a modern auto manufacturer. This is, a, you know, you take everything you know about auto, uh, modern auto manufacturers and throw it out the window. Pretty much, that's, yeah. That's why I started, when we started doing this podcast, I started, like, really researching a lot of pre-war cars. Uh. Because it, there's so many parallels 
between yeah. pre-war and like the modern EV market. Well, specifically in Tesla. I mean, a lot of other manufacturers that are making EVs, well, they're just making the, gasoline vehicles with EV powertrains, and they're doing it on the same production lines with the same, you know, same well, tooling. Like, like a horseless carriage. Anyway, uh, speaking wow. of uh, internal combustion engines. Yes. Did you, you read about that guy that put the Integra Type R in, into a barn, right? You know, I was scrolling past an article earlier this week that had a dude who quarantined off with OSB a section in his barn. Yep. But I thought it was a NSX. No, I didn't click on it. it. This is it. It is an Integra Type R, and he cornered off a section of his barn, and he walled it in so nobody would steal it, basically. Okay. Uh, which <laughs> sounds ridiculous if you're not a Honda person. However, I guarantee you every single person that owns a... $200 or more expensive 88 through 2000 Honda Civic mm. or 86 through 2001 Integra have all seriously considered doing this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> like how much trouble? Yeah, I my, my thing was um my Civic at one point I actually considered uh putting it on like an abundance of ratchet straps and ratcheting it up into the rafters of my garage. So thieves can't get at it. Because there was a week where every single one of my friends had their car broken into or stolen. Yeah, but ratchet straps? That was your first inkling? Yeah, just get off the ground where they can't get to it. Perfect. Just get like 45 ratchet straps. Watch, like, you're going to come in and like the engine will be dropped out the bottom or something like that. I know, it'd be, that, that's actually why I like eventually did not even attempt it. Because I go there and go, actually, now I'm going to think that everything that I want not stolen would now be an easy access. Except I thought most of the car thieves in Minneapolis are like five feet tall, so there's no way they can get to it. This car isn't brand new. No. It has 80,000 miles on it. Yes. So but that's still worth the cost of walling that in. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it's probably worth it's a ton of money. It's also got the $2,000 uh, air conditioning option. I do see that. Although it's Canadian dollars, so yeah. it's like 15 cents American. 1500 or something, but still, it's with the air conditioning and everything, that's still well worth it. It's almost things are... If you're a Honda person, you but want... it's bone stock, which is really yeah. cool. If you're a Honda person, you would 100% understand this. Um, if you are not a Honda person, it doesn't make sense. And see here, thirty thousand dollars is the asking not price, that bad. and that's if you buy that at thirty thousand dollars right now. Yeah, you'll be you, doing fine. You will get a return on that within five years. Of course, yeah. ITR stock ITRs just don't exist. No, I've seen like probably. I like that cover crack premium car cover. That's very nice. That it's like really the good. car lingerie. It is. It's true. But mm. uh, yeah, so th there's that. Um, I uh, 100% get it. And, yeah, I, uh, I do too. I would consider doing something like that. When I when I first read this, I said to my coworker, I'm like, uh, no, I, 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 he's, he's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, you've never owned a Honda, have you? He goes, no, of course not. He's like, I've owned Audis and I've owned Subarus. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> a, get away from me. And B, uh. um, C, I get it. <laughs> but um, I explained to him, I'm like, yeah, if you own a Honda, you just accept that unless you, your car will be stolen, unless you buy land out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. it is not registered to your name, <laughs> you build an underground bunker. You then park the car in the bunker. You have it climate controlled, and then I assume this was climate controlled. It must be, yeah. You have it climate. They have power in it, so yeah. You have it climate controlled, and then you take the driveway mm -hmm. and you cover it with dirt, and you just hide everything. That's the only way 
you will not have your Honda stolen. I just don't understand why he made the room so big. Like, it doesn't need to be anywhere near that big. Well, it looks kind of like a man cave almost. Well, yeah, but like, did he ever go in there? Maybe he intended on buying more than one. Ah, it could be. He just found one clean one locally. Yeah. And what, was... Did it say what year he bought it? No, it didn't. Huh. Because, I mean, it has 80K on it, so it must have been must have been like 10 years after it came out. Yeah, probably. You probably bought it like 2006. Yeah, that would make some sense. Hmm. I do like the red cloth sporty that's, that's seats. Like awesome. And they yeah. still keep the black plastic little yep. uh, tray in there. Heck yeah. Oh, Walden side for 10 years, so 2009. That was right. Pretty close. I said 2006. Yeah, that's close. So, yeah. You but, didn't you didn't go over and you were close. That's it. The price is right. Oh, so, but yeah, that, that would be uh that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, of course, according to all the Honda forums and everything, uh, there might might not be a perfectly true story, but whatever. <laughs> I, it I, sounds great in a headline. I scrolled past it. They're like, this just reeks of theft and like statute of limitations. But I I don't get the impression that this person stole this car and no 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 because yeah you when you get these cars it's not worth it to steal it and then have the statute of limitations because that car is to be so hard to move when you can just part the car out right like that car is I mean it's worth more than some of its parts but I mean you know is it on that, jack stands here or were they that high riding from the factory it's on jack stands yeah okay um what if that's you bad know for I the think suspension? I probably for I'm just breaking down how much you get for that. I mean, you could probably get ten grand in parts off of that within a night. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Ah, that's starting to make sense now. Yeah, you'd see what I mean. Like that car will be totaled out within an hour of being stolen. Right. Um, It'll just be a rolling shell on four donuts bears. Basically, yeah. Uh, I've seen that happen. Back yes. when I uh, TPG used to live off of Maryland and Dale. Oh. And uh, yeah. I left yeah, some. I get it. Nope. Say yeah, no more. Some weekend mornings, I saw some very sketchy-looking Hondas with no body panels and four donuts and no drivetrains sitting in the streets. You know, I feel bad for all these people that have Hondas that don't have a spare tire anymore. Oh, man, right? Because <laughs> there are always so many donuts in the world. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> let's yeah. move on. Yep, yeah, that's, that's indeed. <clears throat> Next thing I want to talk about is completely local, not okay. at all national news. It's... Welcome to April in Minnesota, where we get one freak giant snowstorm per year now, apparently. Yeah, no, we had, um, at work, the day before yesterday, I had snow, I had blizzard, I had hail, I had sleet, yep. I had dust storm, <laughs> back to hail. Yeah, all the snow in front of my house when I was shoveling, it was, it was brown on top. Yeah, there's this big dust storm that came through, it picked up all, that <clears throat> storm picked up all this dust in uh, West Texas and in New Mexico. And brought it to us. That's incredible that it could dust can travel that far. Yeah. Yeah, like the snow was literally brown on top, and you like shovel it, and <laughs> this white snow on I don't get it. Well, I was like sitting there at work, I was looking out the window, and I'm like, is it just me, or is there like a brown miasma in the air? <laughs> so like, I got a piece of paper that I knew was perfectly clean, so I pulled it out of the printer, and I took my flashlight camera, or my, my, my phone flashlight, Yeah. and I hold it up, and I compare the whites <laughs> i'm like yes there is in fact a brown miasma <laughs> that sounds like how modi would operate if he were a, a... stop it computer stop stop it. stop it i don't like you stop computer stop stop so anyway um Sorry. <laughs> people uh 
I, I mean, I, I had to think about this too because I switched my daily driver back to summer tires, and I do mean summer tires. Pilot Sport Two. L O L. So I mean, I have two vehicles that still have winter tires on. I had the Fiat, which was down here at the studio, my garage in Chanhassen, and then I had the FJ Cruiser in front of my house. No, oh, so you took the FJ. Everywhere. I did. Yeah, it wasn't currently insured, so I had to like email my new insurance agent, which I've never had to do before. And try to get two hours of coverage to take my brother and sister-in-law to the airport, which, boy, that was fun. He sends me, like, a new policy that I have to docu-sign and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, it's two hours. Just sign Just pretend I didn't say anything. Um, but anyway, I did that, and uh, I-, I got to work just fine. But Corey also switched back to summer tires. Yes. And he, the next morning, had to, in the driveway that was full of snow, swapped back to winter tires before he could go to work. That's hilarious. <laughs> it did not uh, look pleasant. I was watching him on the cameras. <laughs> my friend Mocha he posts a, a uh, Facebook status and it says, to all the people that switched their summer tires out already, LOL. <laughs> I, tagged, I tagged Corey in that right after yeah. he was talking about putting his winters back on. <laughs> I thought about swapping the Model S back to summer tires, but I'm just like, no, I'm just going to take the FJ. That's what I bought it for. That so. was the last day of my bald tires. In the van. That was Thursday. That that was Thursday. I, I think it was Wednesday. Oh, yes. that uh, The day we had all this shenanigans. Wednesday I did just fine. But Thursday was terrible. Right. Right. But, but I'm uh, saying that the day yeah. that, like, the switching back of the switching. But anyway. anyway yeah. And no, I did I put on some Sumitomo HDRs. And not because I, – I, I'm a little unhappy about that. It's not because I don't like the HDRs. I wanted a better tire for summer. However – Tire Rack does not have their shit together. Hmm. And they don't have, like, they, they don't have any more than five tires of the same type in my size <laughs> in the entire building. So, like, I had to go with the one where it was like, yeah, we have seven in stock. And I'm like, all right, well, hopefully you really do have seven. Right. I don't trust their uh, their counts anymore. No, like they're... my whole thing with the winter tires from my car, like, they had them in stock. I they were really good. It. Like, I think, I think our particular warehouse has like a different manager or something because it's really hot garbage and we've got yeah, a lot of new people at work there bad. and it really sucks because yeah my tires had to come from maryland and i missed the last snowstorm because of it yeah uh so tire rack uh minneapolis uh roseville, roseville. uh warehouse get your shit together uh i'm gonna put you on blast everywhere yeah, on the internet not carbitrage approved at the moment no not at all like and you know mind you i'm, I'm okay with Sumitomo HDR is it's a great all season. It's really, really fun. And with my van, I, I honestly have more traction I'm ever gonna need. But I kinda wanted to try like the Z two or the Z three, because they're like almost the same price. And are they, they still all season technically? Uh, or no, the summers. Summers. Okay. But gotcha. I can I've got enough wheels and tires floating around my house that I can get a set of winter wheels and tires for next year. Well, so you're <laughs> still on the, the factory wheels, right? Yeah. Okay. So good. I, I still keep, like those. Yeah. I know yours are bent and whatever, but I get this a, a, my, a slight vibration. I, I balance it out. Is it a good vibration? No, it's uh my thumb falls asleep after forty five minutes of driving. Vibration. Yikes! That doesn't sound good for like things. 
No. But, you know, the good news is it's a lot better because it used to be after 10 minutes of driving because of how bad those tires were. So, so nice. there you is balance some of your, that. your sorrows away. Yes. But anyway, yeah, we we, uh, we got three days of winter weather. It's still uh, quite snowy outside, although it isn't snowing anymore. No, now it's 36 got... degrees. It's going to be melted by Monday. Yeah, it's supposed to be 40 and sunny today and 50 and sunny tomorrow. Good. So I'm so. hoping that it's all gone by Monday and we can actually get to car season. This is what we call March Part 2 electric boogaloo march part two electric boogaloo i do like the word boogaloo it is one of my favorite english words well, i'll, like, I'll write like, up there with allegedly it's like it's like march is always a snowy just shithole month and so it's just turned into that for a second time but we, warmer we just now got honey dicked super hard yeah, we did uh now speaking of vehicles you drive in summer Haggerty has always has their collectability list they have the top 25 and the bottom 25 okay. uh, they just released their bottom 25 and do you remember, I just want to go back about 15 years. Okay. Every person that you would talk to that was not into, like, Ferraris would assume that if it's not made in America, it's not a classic. In fact, I once had a person say, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, anything made after 1973 is not a classic. That was They're wrong. His name is Casey Cook, and he was the... Uh, head mechanic at the uh, BP that we used to work at. <laughs> He's not. I'm calling man. him right the fuck out. I'm being <laughs> wrong. Um, <laughs> Everyone go send him hate mail. But um, yeah, so it, it wasn't just him. There were several people. Like if you go back to the 50s, that's full of incredibly old men yes. um, that yes, call women sweetheart. Oh, um, just the. Yeah, just misogyny. If you take a PC woman through back to the 50s, they are going to probably. They're going to lose their mind, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's just because it's a bunch of old men that do not even care. They're the ones who used to slap their secretary's asses. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, those people were always, they would always say, oh, classic America, 50s cars are the ultimate collector. You can't get any better than that. It's the best time in America. And I kind mm, of agree for America, at least. <laughs> um, but as far as overall collectability, uh, yeah, they're not that great. Um, now... I still do like those cars. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm actually very happy to hear about this news because the bottom 25 of the collectability list, yeah. um, I'm going to read the five slowest appreciating and potentially even depreciating cars. Um, the 46 through 48 Chevy uh, Fleet Master, which is one of my favorite Chevys. Uh, they don't have a picture of it. Oh. Um, a 53 through 54 Bel Air. 53 through 54 Chevy 210, which is the base model of the Bel Air. I like the next one. The Cadillac Elante. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that's on there. Like six months after the Cadillac Elante Owners Club raised a big stink about being the honored mark of Concours de Lemons back in August. (laughs) Um, That's high praise. The 49 through 53 Rocket 88. And then sixth place is a four-way tie between the 2005 to 2006 Ford GT, the 68 through 82 Corvette, which is the garbage third-gen Corvette. Yep. Yeah. Um, the 40 th- the Shoebox Mercury, which is actually kind of shocking to me because that one's be- that's equally as classic as the Tri Five Beller. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so that's just. I mean, I can keep going on this, but some other highlights: the nine twenty four is on there. Um, the Pagoda is on there. Really? Yeah. I was surprised that the uh, the four GT, the second gen four GT, was on there. Actually, yeah. I'm well, surprised the four eight three zero eight's on here. 
Yeah, well, the 4GT makes sense because it had such a high survivability rate. That and I feel like they appreciated a lot like five years ago and, and they kind of stagnated. Yeah, and it, I should also say that this is oh, just not thing. appreciating. These are cars that are slowly appreciating. So you can still buy them and enjoy it. It's just like you're not going to be – It's not gonna, it, this is like a okay performing stock. It's like a – like investing in Cisco. This is a CD. Yeah, exactly. not a stock option. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, then the Volkswagen thing is up there. The Mercedes W one hundred eight, one hundred nine, and one hundred Um, the Alfa Romeo Spider uh, Spica, uh, the seventy six through eighty nine nine eleven Carrera Turbo nine thirties. Hmm. Yeah, those ones are up there, and then the third gen Camaro. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but um. No, this list is largely dominated by, you know, baby boomer collectors. Right. right. You know, these are all cars. Like, that makes sense. I mean, that's not cars that people don't care about, but it's definitely stuff predominantly purchased by boomers. Well, yeah, it's the things like cars are all, they're based off of the, what you wanted as a kid. Well, right. I mean, that that's the C3 Vet. That's yeah. the Ferrari 308. Mm-hmm. That's the Porsche 924. Uh, it's the, all growing up boomers or yeah, like the childhood early, cars, early 50s shoebox the early i should say the early the 50s and, well the early 50s american cars were also desirable and it's like the honda civic is to us right so i mean i should know at the time 50s american cars were best in best in class best in the world yeah that's true well i should also state that the tri-5 yeah. bel air is not on that list at all because that car is gonna it's holding its own and that car is so iconic it will inev- just indubitably hold its own. Yeah. That, like, it's that, not going to go down. That'll remain relevant yeah. pretty much despite everything around it. it it's kind of like the, the 50s uh, Bel Airs, you know, that's one of those cars where... Bell's Air? No, it'd be Bel Airs. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it is. <laughs> but no, that's, that's one of those cars where it's like a millennial wants that car yeah. as much as a baby boomer wants that car. And there, like, every single generation of cars, you have that. So you have the the Bel Airs for the '50s cars. I'd say for the '60s cars, probably the second generation Corvette, like the split window uh, Stingray, would be up there. I would say '64 and a half Mustang. Yeah, or '64 and a half Mustang, exactly. Um, Late '60s Camaro. Pre-war Duesenberg Model J. Um, that's not from the '60s. <laughs> I said pre-war. <laughs> I said for pre-war cars, that'd be it. Um, no millennials know what a Duesenberg J is. Well, that's the thing is most millennials don't know what a Tri Five is, but the people that are into cars and want something of that era will go to that particular car. Where, where am I? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I'm just wondering of like kind of the rad generation, what we are into. What mm-hmm. do you think will be the car that? Has the most staying power with the universal appeal like that though? Yeah, with the universal appeal. Rad generation, well, for sure NSX, first gen NSX. I think that still qualifies, even though it's technically not eighties. No, I said rad eighties and rad is eighties and nineties. So that car is universally liked. Yeah, and it's kind of affordable relative to like a McLaren F one, or compared to a Ferrari of the same vintage. Although right now the three forty eight is quite a bit cheaper than a good F. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Also quite a bit worse. Yeah, there's a reason they're cheaper. Uh, Beyond that, stuff from the eighties and nineties that has the universal appeal. I don't think the C four Vets up there. No, God no. I I would say, I think for for the eighties car, I would say the DeLorean. 
Sure. Okay. That's a good one. That that will maintain and I'm, relevance. I'm struggling to say. I want to say the E30 M3. <clears throat> yeah. But that's not a universally loved car. That's though. what I was going to say. That car, if you know about it, you're going to love it. Right. Everybody, there are plenty of people that walk by during Cars and Caves that have no idea what that car exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. But if you have a DeLorean, everybody knows And DeLorean. if you have an NSX. Everybody knows an NSX. People knows what an NSX. People knows. <laughs> People's what an NSX. knows what People's ends. knows about the NSXs. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think those two cars will be it. English um, is my second language. I am Estonian. I think uh, I almost want to say the Mark I Golf and Rabbit as well. As a budget. Again, that's kind of like the E30, though. It's not a universally yeah, loved car. because, like, everybody that could go for the Golf and Rabbit could just as easily go for a Civic and get a better car. But, um... Accurate. Yeah, it, but it's one of those things The where, universal appeal is the tricky bit. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that's why, you know, I would, say the, I would say the Honda Civic, though. but I know that the Golf exists. Like, And neither one of them are universally appealing. No, because for every, everybody that says that, they want Honda Civic. There's two other people... That drive Porsches. Ah, uh, Nissan stands a wagon douches. for sure. Yes, actually, the the correct answer is the <laughs> Nissan stands a wagon, the Daewoo Lanos. <laughs> Those are the two uh, best cars of the millennial generation. Welcome to Carbetrage, where autism broods. <laughs> hey, can we get this uh, 924 off the screen? It's disgusting. <laughs> Here, let me blow I, up. Let I really don't want to. Yeah, that's much better. Magnum <laughs> PI. Tell me about the mid-engine Corvette burger. Uh, all right. So Chevrolet has not really given us any details, nor have they confirmed that it is mid-engine, but we've seen a lot of spy shots, and now they have given us an official date, much like Tesla did for the Model Y announcement, where they're going to announce the car. So I don't know why people are doing this and just building suspense, but here is their official website. It says, don't get left behind. Next generation Corvette reveal event 071819. Which is some month in the 18th day of 2019. I, I really, really, that just is the most disgusting looking. That's a really bad ad. Yeah. It looks <laughs> like Jalopnik from five or six years ago. It looks like a Gawker Media page. It does. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> and um, it, it, you, you're, you do graphic design and I such. do, yeah. Does that font give you as much cancer as it gives me? Yeah, the fact that they like just like arbitrarily italicized at two different angles. The I don't know the the visual hierarchy's bad. The kerning's okay. The lettings fine. No, but... the kerning's awful on the numbers. Cause look at the yeah. look at the 07 and then the eighteen and the nineteen. Yeah, it's it's they call it phonetic kerning or something like that, where there's two different types. Where one is done with mathematics, and the other one's done basically visually. And that one is definitely done with mathematics. Just do it visually. Why would you do it with math? Well, I, whoever designed this inbred font definitely doesn't know anything about typography, so it's fine. But well, yeah, they, they need to spread out the 18 and the 19 space to match that 07 if they're going to go with that. You know, this person got their job from our tax dollars. Government Motors? Yes. Hmm. This person Assuming is like... they were hired during the bailout. It, or when they were paying off and they're still under government ownership. True, that's true. Um... And to get the job to do this scale of ad, like, you don't give the reveal of the Corvette to the intern. Look you at, give it to people that actually have been there and know what they're doing. Like uh, Bob Lutz? Yeah, like Bob Lutz and stuff. So Look, yeah, at, look at this vehicle's tab. Cars, small cars, electric, performance, crossovers, SUVs, trucks, and vans. What's I like that, how they what, start with cars. What, what's an SUV in, isn't in crossover? Uh, probably the Tahoe and Suburban? Let's click it and find out. Yep, 
Yep, Tyrone <laughs> Suburban. Tyrone Suburban. Okay. Ugh, God, look at those artsy shots with those teeny base wheels and the redneck. I would take. I like the base wheels. I'd rather have the base wheels, big knobbly tires, than have the big like twenty inch. I would rather not have that vehicle. No, I mean I'm sad. I don't want that vehicle. But if I had to have that, I'd get it with the base wheels. Me too. The base wheels look a lot better one than one of the our giant wheels. one of our SVPs has a escalate of that body the gmfo fm2 or whatever the hell it is and it's got the 22s on it every time i drive that i'm like this thing sucks no they totally do it's like hey it's heavy it's like cumbersome it i've never driven horrible ride quality something with 425 horsepower that's that slow uh, yeah because you're carrying a house with you yeah and the brakes are really scary yeah <laughs> i know they're really not fun to drive <laughs> i was towing a trailer once with the gmt 900 escalate esv with a car on it and i had to stop like in a hurry on highway 55 i was convinced i was going into the back of this car just yeah. foot welded down and this thing was like leisurely dropping rate of speed and i'm just like these brakes suck so hard you you get why they have those like why speed limits are 55 now because they have that horrific the lowest common denominator i give you yeah that the cadillac escalade esv there you yeah. go a suburban in a fat suit <laughs> i think it's the same suit it's just crappier no it's, it, it's a sorry it's um a suburban in a leather mankini <laughs> that's a better description of it Wow, that leaves a really vulgar taste in my uh, mouth. Isn't that gross? Mm, Let me really wash gross. it down with some more grapefruit. I think mm. we should wash it down with some grapefruit and uh, grab the bagpipes. Oh, before what, we do what that. What did we learn? Yeah, what, what, what did you learn? What, what did I learn or what did you learn? Uh, uh, we can both go <clears throat> first. Oh, jeez. Uh, I learned to not change out my snow tires on April 1st anymore. There you go. <laughs> um, I learned that with... Let me get this right. 1.7 degrees, minus 1.7 degrees of toe in the right front, minus 1.2 in the left front, minus point or 2.3 degrees of camber in the right rear, and 1.1 in the left rear, blown struts, very old springs, and bad upper strut mounts that a set of Sumitomo HTRs will last exactly 41,000 miles. <laughs> and by last, you do acknowledge that you were driving on belts the last oh, couple of days. I know. Okay. I wanted to get the full life of that vehicle. Of course. I consider the death of the tire once I see cords. That is when it is actually dead. It's not like when grandma has we to go to the We were just talking about home. lowest common denominators on the road. I give you yeah. Ryan's well, that, well, see, that's the thing is, Normally, you consider the lifespan of the tire when it's effective. That's well, like when for me it's dry rotted out. Well, yeah, it's dry rotted out, or when it's effective. Now that's like when Grandma lives her entire life up till when she goes to the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, okay. The wear marks fine. are the nursing home. <laughs> There's still some meat left there, There's but it's left. useless. Yeah, yeah, she's not gonna be doing anything. I mean, she's gonna be really enjoying herself. So you don't go to a nursing home. You just go like. To Vegas and yeah. start blowing on yep. your fucking money. Exactly, and that's what I did, and it lasted, <laughs> and that's also with very, very spirited driving the entire time. So I, I've got nothing but good things to say about Sumitomo because I really gave those tires like the worst kind of long-term road test. I expected those to last me 15,000 miles. Well, I remember 
we did almost a year ago probably it was one of our first like weeks episodes where we talked about like our favorite budget tiger yeah. and that was your favorite budget tiger and this is exactly what i mean is so, like here's a long-term update yeah long-term <laughs> they're still pretty fucking awesome and uh, all my long-term budget tires have gotten three thousand miles or less on them and they're all fine <laughs> so this know. is my like my daily driver my road trip vehicle my tow truck everything so my getting towed out of snowbank truck Oh, yeah. That happened only once, and that's once the cords were showing, and I it blew out the right rear. I should have posted that on Carbitrage instead of my personal page. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Did you did Oops. you get me doing give me a thumbs up as I went past your house? Um, yes, actually, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's definitely gesturing out his window yes, in I reverse. <laughs> All right, towed so... by a thirteen hundred dollar Ford Escape. And you learned not to change your tires in April. Yeah. Well, April 1st. Anyway. Yeah. Do I'm going to wait now. Because you're an get... April fool. Or at least, like, put something fun at my house that has winter tires in the garage. Yes. Like, last year I used Mr. Wags. It was fine. Yeah, I haven't seen him again. in a while. Well, it's been in a garage since the fall. Good. You should leave it that way. Also, uh, Jeremy Clarkson's now. birthday was uh, over the was this week. Yeah, we made a post on on the Carbotage page. Yes. But if Jeremy Clarkson did not see it on the page, you listen to our podcast, as I assume you do. Happy birthday! Um, also join the Facebook page. There's posts yes, you there. Yes, Facebook dot com forward slash probably Let me check. And uh, also subscribe to our Patreon, please. Yep, that's patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Uh, and speaking of that, since we're talking on it, I'm going to be revising the Patreon levels uh, soon. And it will be uh, opening up questions to everyone. And the higher end Patreon level will just be merchandise as a benefit. So. Yes, and we will be getting large quantities yeah we'll be we'll be ordering shirts and stuff in the future just stay tuned bear with us this is definitely a very part-time gig but uh uh, it's facebook.com forward slash oval bore podcast apparently that's the only url i could get and then patreon.com forward slash carbitrage thanks guys for listening and we will catch you next time thanks see ya bye